Hey everybody, John Malanka with United Patients Group. Be informed and be well. This segment is brought to you by Aspen Green. Aspen Green is just a handful of USDA certified organic hemp and CBD brands. And all of this hemp is grown from the perfect topography and climate found in Colorado. Check out why purity matters at aspengreen.com and follow them on social channels at Aspen Green CBD. Use promo code UPGCBD for 20% off. Welcome back everybody. This is John Malanka with United Patients Group. Be informed and be well. Today's special guest, Dr. Jake Felice. We've worked together on a few other podcasts. And so welcome back, Jake. How are you doing? I'm great, John. It's wonderful to be here with you again. Love, love, love the brick house behind you. <laughs> it, it's a, the, the power of technology that we're able to put whatever we want behind us. But my hair would be like this and you'd see, you know, <laughs> I'd disappear for a second. So gl glad to have you on. Um, let's, let's talk about the uh, endocannabinoid system. And I have this, you know, um, uh, you know, I know a lot of people are hearing about it. And so let me just give a little, little uh, intro about it. And so, so for our audience, did you know that there are 12 different systems in, in, in your body that each play an important role? Some you may be very familiar with and others not so much. So you're probably familiar with the nervous system, the muscular system, the reproductive system, but have you ever heard of our endocannabinoid system? Uh, as mentioned, I have Jake Felice, Dr. Jake Felice, and we're going to talk about the endocannabinoid system. Uh, Jake's background, he's a natu uh, naturopath, uh, which I'm a big fan of. I shared with many of you on the show before. Uh, that's who my doctors are naturopaths, uh, and Crin and I, you know, been with the naturopath doctor for the last 10 years, and and so I love love your mindset when it comes to, to medicine. Uh, but you're a cannabis educator, clinician, whose vision is to advocate, excuse me, advance the science and practical application of medical cannabis for medical and recreational markets around the world. Uh, Jake provides world-class hemp and cannabis education experiences by speaking authentically about hemp and cannabis. He is the founder of Cannabis Matrix Consulting and advises dietary, dietary supplement and cannabis companies regarding optimal product development. And so uh, welcome back, Jake. How are you doing? I it's just really wonderful to be here uh, talking about one of my favorite things to talk about. I'm good, John. Thanks. Well, let's get on it. I mean, um, you know, it's not discussed maybe now, but it has had not been discussed in medical schools. And so a lot of the medical professionals I have on, I always ask is, was it discussed in medical school when you were there? And uh, what's your answer to that one? To, to my greatest recollection, it was not. Um, yeah. Granted, I was in uh, medical school. I graduated in 2003 uh, from Bastyr University. Uh, it may have been mentioned one or two times, but it is not certainly something that stuck with me, uh, nor was it presented as something that is profound as we now know it to be, meaning it's the, it's the number one uh, receptor system in uh, our nervous system, in the hum human nervous system. Uh, and at any one given point in time, uh, it is massively controlling a huge amount of biologic information across all of the systems that you just talked about. Um, and I also like to throw in one more that's not in a lot of the recent textbooks, but if you Google that, that is the connective tissue system or okay. interstitial system, uh, which is now considered to be a new organ system largely responsible for uh, inflammatory processes, immune processes that are happening uh, in the body. Um, we can talk about that uh, as well. Good. 
So I, like you, I'm a big storyteller. And so, you know, we've had some great conversations. You're, you're a great storyteller to get, to get um, the visual of it going from point A to point B and what it does. And you had a, you know, I hope you can use that same uh, uh, analogy of when you're talking about how Wi-Fi systems work out. Sure, sure. Well, well, I've got, I've got a virtual brick wall behind me, okay. uh, not a real one, but you can use that as a visual and think of the bricks as the cells so I'll throw it right back at the audience. What, what's holding this virtual wall together? Is it the bricks? And I'll, be, I'll, I'll keep it simple. The answer is no, it's the mortar that is uh, holding the bricks together. That's akin to the connective tissue. Uh, in our blood, plasma is considered uh, connective tissue. Um, and uh, if the bricks are the cells, the mortar is the connective tissue, it forms this vast network that literally interconnects all of the cells in our body and provides a medium of communication between different cells. It's the main, the vast majority of cell communication is happening in the interstitial space. For example, the synapse between our brain cells is, is connective tissue space. And it's where the vast majority of the immune and inflammatory processes occur. Um, and what's really exciting about the endocannabinoid system is that we have an ability to influence this system that literally holds us together and keeps our biologic communication functioning optimally. Uh, so in a sense, we can do some inner engineering. Uh, this system responds very well to cannabis, responds very well to dietary factors such as healthy fats that are in salmon, um, cold water fish, omega-3 as you probably heard of, responds fantastically uh, to acupuncture, chiropractic manipulation. Uh, there's even a study about uh, women singing. When we sing, it makes us feel good, does it not? At least when nobody's listening and I'm singing, I, it <laughs> makes me feel really good. So so these things and that's the truth my bro my brother's a musician and i've had old girlfriends say you sound great but you don't sound like your brother i'm like well to uh, me i sound like that, my brother anyway nobody, go on. yeah so 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 these things that typically make us feel good um have a positive influence on this connective tissue and and, and uh, endocannabinoid system uh, and one of the most exciting things about it for me has been the study of the plants uh, and how they can positively impact us. That means that it gives us uh, uh, an ability to um, help support the systems that are literally holding us together. It's a great point. And the endocannabinoid, it's, it's a recent system that had been discovered. And of course, we've had it <laughs> forever, but it's recently discovered. Um, and they used to say it was only mammals, mammals that have it with a vertebrate. And now they're saying jellyfish. Are you hearing oh, that? Animals, yes. Um, uh, uh, primitive organisms such as jellyfish. Um, all animals except for insects have that we know of have this system. Uh, it is widespread throughout biology. And one of the stories is how life 600 million years ago, we, there was water all over the planet the primordial ocean, uh, no land had popped up yet. Uh, Mount Everest was not even on the radar. So, um, and all cells were single-celled organisms. And yet here we are, me and you talking, we have bodies, we have brains. And biologically, 
the, uh, the programs, the software programs that biology uses to make and manufacture itself occurred evolutionarily for various reasons. Bodies have certain advantages that single cells don't. Uh, for example, we have some resilience against our environment. You can turn down the heat uh, in here, it can cool off and we can produce our own heat. Um, so having a body allows us some degree of resilience against the, uh, the, the, the universe, which is a very hostile place to, or can be a very hostile place to life. So in order for cells to form bodies, they had to develop a way to communicate with each other. How do cells talk to each other? And that's when the first tissue uh, developed, which is connective tissue, the very first evolutionary uh, tissue. Also, a body needs a blueprint on how to build itself. Uh, so how does a stem cell turn into a neuron, for example? There's a, a, an elaborate dance, biochemical dance that goes on uh, that determines how stem cells um, will grow and mature uh, into the different types of, of cells that we have. Also, when you have a body, you need to have an alert mechanism that says, hey, uh, we have an injury down on toe number five, injury down on toe number five, let's mobilize the resources. And I say that uh, tongue in cheek, but literally uh, repair processes of the body are necessary for our survival. And those programs developed evolutionarily and the endocannabinoid system is involved in all of that. Um, and, and so not only is there a necessity to identify the problem, but then to gather the biologic resources necessary to repair the organism. And the endocannabinoid system does all of these things. And for the first time in a long time in medicine, we now have a system that not only, it's called a homeostatic system. It, uh, you can Google homeostasis, how the body maintains health and holds itself together. That's literally what this system does. And it has been uh, in the design process for 600 million years. Uh, so there's been a lot of time uh, for some very sophisticated uh, development. With you know, and you mentioned, yeah, and you mentioned it's, it's, it's holding it all together, but it's also bringing the body back to balance. And That's so, correct, yes, yes. So, uh, when, there, yeah, so when, when the system detects an imbalance, it immediately acts on whatever level that may be. So these cannabinoid receptors that we have are, are not behaving like classic uh, receptor systems that we typically think of in terms of biochemistry or, or pharmacology, because these receptors, think of a catcher's mitt on the outside of a cell. A, a, a receptor is something that literally receives information. It receives a biologic molecule that then uh, creates a downstream uh, effect in the physiology. These, um, uh, um, these mechanisms that we have uh, can be positively influenced by cannabis, CBD, um, whole plant cannabis, uh, as well as the dietary and lifestyle features. So, you know, I, I always do the cliff note version of this, you know, the endocannabinoid system, what is it craving? It's craving cannabinoids to bring it, bring it back to balance. But you, there's also something called uh, endocannabinoid uh, deficiency, not yes. having enough cannabinoids. Can you talk about that? Sure. So, so one of the ways to think about this system is that it's a biologic network. I call it the internet of the body, but it is an information processing network uh, that is hardwired. 
you and I have a, a pretty good connection, uh, internet connection today. As far as I can tell, no fuzziness, nothing's cutting in and out. Biologically, when we're healthy, we have a good functioning internet. But all of a sudden, if something goes awry, that uh, communication system can be disrupted. And it is like uh, the internet going uh, slow. Yeah. All of a sudden, you can't upload videos or download videos. So if you are a single cell or a tissue or even an organ system, and you are experiencing uh, challenges to the balance of your health and physiology, a disruption of this communication system can be really bad because it can, for example, uh, prevent the immune system from talking with the nervous system because there's too much static in the communication network in the endocannabinoid system. So we call that when, when the internet is down or not working well in the body, uh, we call that endocannabinoid deficiency syndrome because the deficiency is in the endocannabinoid system. And how does that present? Well, if you disrupt a communication system, you disrupt all of the systems of physiology that you just talked about. And um, uh, so, for example, if I mentioned if the nervous system is unable to communicate with the immune system over time, that can problems can develop. So right now, especially right now, what we're all going through, you know, this pandemic, uh, not only here in the U.S., but globally, uh, immune systems are down. They're not getting outside. Pa pa people aren't getting outside and having interaction with, with friends and family, which can bring up immune system of, of being happy and energized, a hug, um, <laughs> but also getting out and getting, go, going out for a run or a ride. Um, uh, you know, sometimes the immune system is down. And so can you share how this endocannabinoid system um, helps our immune system bring it? Sure. And everything's connected. Sure. I love your internet uh, 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 description as well. Excellent. Well, if we define stress as any demand, biologic demand on the physiology for change, the body has to manage change and to a degree we can call that stress. Uh, there are lots of human studies now showing correlations between my stress levels um, or anyone's stress levels and the levels of the endocannabinoid molecules in the body so that we know that when the body is stressed, in an ideal situation, this system becomes activated. In a less than ideal situation, because the communication is not happening, the, the reactivity may not be as robust yeah. as yeah. is ideal. So um, there are studies, for example, self-reported stress in humans correlate to endocannabinoid uh, levels. When we stress humans out, uh, the cortisol level ra raise, and we know that the ECS does not function as well. The corollary that I think is important that you mentioned is we all have so much stress going on in our life. This system gives us a way that we can at least partially manage our stress, our anxiety. Uh, folks are having sleepless nights. It can help with that. Um, and it gives us also a tool to address some of the, what I'll say, mild to moderate um, pain uh, issues that can happen if you're a weekend warrior going out and overdoing it on the weekends. Uh, it gives us a really good way to help the body balance itself. Um, and it does this primarily through enhancing the communication processes between our cells. 
so and this affects all of us at all all age levels um you being it does it does however as we age the robustness of the endocannabinoid system uh becomes compromised as so many things do um so i think that for issues of aging this might also be a very important uh system uh just in terms of helping us maintain a good healthy um a good healthy life for as many years as we can do you recommend um any type of cannabis when i say any type of cannabis some states have all the cannabinoids uh some are are, are i don't say forced force is not the right word but laws uh, are not having allowing them to have access and so maybe cbd which we're seeing pop up everywhere nowadays um, is the only is the only uh, cannabinoid that they have access to. Um, do you recommend this um, that everyone should take this as a as a daily vitamin, a daily supplement? I don't. I don't. I personally don't see a need for it for the vast majority of people to okay. be on a daily. However, to manage the ups and downs of stress, absolutely. Uh, if you haven't been uh, sleeping in a while, it can help improve restful sleep. Um, uh, personal story. Um, my mom had been having trouble sleeping. Uh, she is a retired nurse, um, somewhat skeptical. Uh, her husband had passed several years ago and she's having sleepless nights. Uh, first night with CBD, she woke up and said, that was the best sleep I've had since my husband died. Uh, um, so, I think that the thing that folks need to realize is you may say, for example, be taking it for one thing, but it can also benefit you in other areas. So for example, uh, somebody with a sore shoulder may be taking it for the pain, um, but it, there may be some residual benefits such as helping with their sleep, for example, or helping with anxiety. Um, folks with cancer, I never say that cannabis can cure cancer, but it certainly, I think we can make claims based on scientific literature now that it helps alleviate some of the symptoms, uh, some of the pain, helps with uh, uh, nausea, vomiting. Uh, the topical products can be very good for the radiation burns uh, from radiation treatment. So it gives folks a lot of tools, but also on the plus side, it can help maintain health of other good functioning systems along with a concomitant uh, disease process. So it may or may not be helpful for the bone pain and cancer. Uh, a lot of the times it is, thankfully, but not always. Uh, but it could certainly have other beneficial effects uh, for people yeah. um, that are unintended. Uh, one of them being sleep. Um, and you had mentioned um, products. I, I feel that um, there's a lot of misinformation about CBD. CBD is the name of a molecule, but it works better when it comes with the whole entire plant. Uh, so all of these molecules work together so that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. It's called botanical synergy. Uh, if you read in the literature, uh, you'll see um, uh, not a lot on the mechanisms of synergy, uh, but I will be coming out with a paper on this. Um, it, synergy, the molecules can do a few things. One, they can make the medicine uh, have better positive effects. Uh, we know this from CBD studies. Uh, for example, uh, CBD for pain tends to work better when there's a little bit of, of THC or other terpene molecules together. 
It can reduce negative side effects, such as the short-term memory loss that's associated with THC. Now, a lot of people don't want to take THC, but there are other cannabinoids, such as CBG or CBN, which can be very good for sleep. So utilizing the whole plant, I think, is a really good uh, strategy. Um, and the studies are just really pretty clear that the whole plant is outperforming the single molecule across a large number of studies now. Yeah. You know, you mentioned products and we can go down a whole, whole other discussion on products. You know, I always recommend um, make sure your products are tested. You know, when I say tested, not you, the consumer, it's uh, you, the consumer purchasing from that location. They should have test results. I don't have any boxes near me, but um, nowadays the, the new product lines have a QR code, which yep. you can scan, you scan it right. and it will take you there. Yep. That's a great, that's a great tip. Yeah. Uh, laboratory analysis is good. And what is the best, in my opinion, is third party independently tested as well. So not only is a good company doing internal tests, they are also sending it out to a contracted lab for publishing purposes. And then they will get a third opinion. And when all of those line up, we have a much better indication that there is a good product. And there have been study after study out now, um, what is on your label may not even actually be what's in the bottle. Uh, as an industry, we have to have a commitment to quality and you're absolutely right, John, uh, thorough and, and, and good testing, uh, not just for THC and CBD levels, but for other cannabinoids and terpenes as well, yeah. plus third party independent tests so that nobody can say, oh, this lab has a financial interest in kind of popping or propping those numbers up, a, a third party uh, test is beneficial that way. You, when Corinne and I started United Patients Group back in 2011, um, you know, we had a bunch of companies that said, let's advertise. And there was an, a very well-known company that made it to the Times top influential cannabis companies. And we received their product and their product, um, the labeling one said nutritional value 127 percent and i asked him i said how do you get 127 percent and they laughed they said well no one's no one will notice and i said well uh, we do you know and our, our our name and people come to us and say who do you who do you recommend and they said well we can't advertise you and i said then don't advertise you know and uh you mm -hmm. know so that's the type of thing that's that scares me about this industry and you so you are so correct and don't always believe what's on the on you know and i would say judge a book by its cover. We all do it. You know, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've actually gone into a bookstore and said, Oh, that's a beautiful book, book cover. You know, if you want to take it like that. And I purchased that book, you see it when wine labels, you know, and you know, you see it in, in pretty, in pretty packaging, fancy labels, um, restaurant. I mean the work, you know, mm -hmm. but so make sure what's on that label is on the inside. And if they don't do not have, and I'm, sound like a broken record probably to a lot of our followers who've been following uh, following us for a while. If they don't have a phone number or an email or test results, which happens on a lot of these companies, go find another 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 product because you, there are thousands. You, you don't know what you're paying for if if you if you don't know what's in it, you can't know what you're paying for. Yeah. So. Um, the product thing, I was actually before I went into that side with the product, I was going, I was originally thinking about products uh, for bringing the body back to homeostasis for the endocannabinoid system. Mm -hmm. Are you, is there certain um, things that uh, smoking inhalation versus tinctures versus topicals, 
Uh, I know you mentioned the, men, the, the about your mom and sleep. I think it's wonderful when current folks live in a retirement community and, and as you know, uh, people pass on as you and I both experience in life. Um, but we've had uh, uh, res the residents that have contacted said, you know what? You allowed me to get out of my room or my apartment or my house to come back and see my friends again because I've once sleep. My depression has helped me because of my loved ones past, you know, and they would share these stories. And, um, you know, after living it with Corinne passing, you know, it, you know, my sleep was off. I mean, talk, when you talked about your mom losing her husband, shoot, I'd go to bed. I was up two, three, five, ten times a night, no sleep. I was in a you know, zombie state. Um, you know, my adrenals were maxed. My, my natural pass said, hey, keep an eye on that, man. You know, and I just, I feel good, but you're off. Um, and, mm -hmm. and, and we are a psychosoma. We are a mind body. And stress, uh, especially undue levels of negative stress, will prof can profoundly affect physiology. And you can literally think yourself into a sickness um, from excess worry, lack of sleep, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and very interestingly, in my, in my humble opinion, the corollary is not necessarily true. Once a pathology has developed, you may not, you may have thought yourself into that, but we, you may not be able to think yourself out of that. Uh, hopefully sometimes you can, and a good mental attitude is always good. Um, but that is when medicine and medical care is required. Uh, so much of living a good, long, healthy life involves in maintaining what we've already got. And, and you can still be sick uh, and get sicker. So maintaining your current level of health, I think, is a very high priority, uh, especially in this day and age. Uh, and I think, in my opinion, obviously, I went into this industry for a reason, but I think health is one of the most important assets oh, that we have. And arguably, if you lose it, uh, you can't do anything even enjoying life. And the opposite is true. So I've got a few things that I, uh, that I want to say, too. But good. the opposite is true is when we are in a good state, when we are relaxed, when we are peaceful, happy, joyful, we perform better. Work doesn't feel like work. Work can be enjoyable when we are good and healthy in our minds and in our bodies. And this system does give us a way that we can literally tweak and do some inner engineering to maintain the robustness of the communication processes. And a, a, because what is a healthy body? A healthy body is a body that is free of pain and it feels good to be in. Um, we shouldn't be accepting uh, that as an ideal. That should be our baseline, in my opinion. So you mentioned, you know, knock on wood, you know, I made it through Prince diagnosis, her illness, her, her battle, her passing and then grief, you know, knock on wood, I never got sick. And uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I went out, I made sure I could have gone downhill. You could have torpedoed in oh, many, boy. many ways. And, and that is a testament probably to your self-care, I would imagine, and help from others. 
help from others, my, my biking, you know, I'd get on my bike and blame me, you know, I'd get on that bike and be up in the mountains or on a straightaway road and just have my music on and just think and cry and, you know, and just scratch my head. Like what in the hell just, how did it, what happened? You know, that's the one part of life I'd understand is you live here, you're here such a short time. And then someone that, you know, you know, I mean, my wife, you know, how did she pass? And I still question that. And it's coming up to three years. I'm just blown away that it's going to be three years you wow. know, coming up here. Mm-hmm. And she was someone who lived a healthy life, you know? And so, um, so for our listeners, you know, don't take life for granted. Don't take relationships for granted. You know, one minute life can change. In a every, every holiday yeah. season, there are folks that uh, were not, are not with us anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so but Anyway, um, I, th- th- you know, and thank you for our, our audience. You know, I, I always talk about Corinne and, uh, you know, I had a Dr. Ho- uh, Hofarth on the show the other day and he said, you know, it's very uh, obvious how much you, you, you loved your wife. And he goes, so thanks for sharing that story. So, and I've had a lot of our followers who have followed Corinne and I for years too, who've just said, you know, I'm still blown away or I lost my husband, I lost my spouse and, and, uh, it's a tough one. So anyway, so I send uh, blessings to all of anyone that's going through something as awful as this, but also send blessings to all the people who have wonderful relationships and uh, enjoy because uh, life, life can, life can uh, change, change in an instant. Let's talk about uh, the endocannabinoid system again. Sorry about that. Um, um, are there certain products? So I was going to go there. Are, are, do you find bringing your body back to balance with the tinctures better than via a smoke, smokable vaporization? So, so um, good question. I think that just real quickly, three pillars of natural health. Okay. You've got to feed the organism well, good, healthy diet. Uh, you need to properly exercise and move the physiology. So exercise, so diet and exercise. Um, and, uh, uh, of course, sleep. So you have to feed it, you have to repair it, um, and, and you have to move it. Uh, so, so when those three are being challenged, meaning I'm eating well, uh, I'm getting good sleep, um, my diet has been pretty good, but I still am feeling a little bit uh, imbalanced, that might be a really good time to try some of the CBD-oriented uh, products. Um, in terms of the ways to take them, um, the body, there are advantages and disadvantages to each of them. If you are taking it for sleep, I would recommend using an edible. Um, if your product has mm. THC in it, I would recommend having no, having a very low dose if you are a newbie and a beginner, because that's one of the ways more so even than inhalation, the edible of THC can create uh, situations where some people don't feel well, very well, <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, but <laughs> but for things like pain or itch, yeah. even insect bites, sunburn, yeah. uh, I think topicals can be very good. And yeah. if you do have pain, I do recommend combining um, an oral or an inhalation product with a topical. So using the topical plus another method. Yeah. Uh, for CBD-oriented uh, products, uh, I think edibles are fine. Um, there are some um, conditions uh, on the THC side, uh, such as with migraine headache, 
where some many folks with migraine will get something called a prodrome where uh, you know the headache, it's not, headache's not here, but it's coming. I can see bright lights or I just get a sense that, uh, that the migraine is coming. Uh, sometimes you get 20, 30, 40 minutes uh, notice. That is not enough time a lot of the time to take an edible product. So an inhalation or an oral mucosal absorption uh, can be beneficial because you get a quicker uh, um, onset. Uh, yes, you get a quicker onset uh, and it, the, the um, cannabinoids hit the bloodstream much faster. Got you. Can I, can I, and, and, and maybe uh, I'm misunderstanding. When you're saying edibles, are you including tinctures in there? Because I've had some. Anything, any, correct. Okay. Including liquids, which we drink. Okay. Anything that goes into the mouth uh, and is, is taken into the stomach, I consider an edible. So yes, a tincture can be an edible. You yeah. can also put a tincture in a spray bottle and you can use it as a topical. So tinctures are very versatile. Uh, yeah. You can even take a tincture and put it in some of your favorite cream, and then all of a sudden you have a topic. You know what? I had, I had a doctor the other day said, what do you do on your face? And I said, actually, you know what? I use a cannabis product on my face, and so there are some great cannabis products. There's there. some good studies on, yeah. um, uh, on some of the connective tissue cells yeah. that are involved in laying down collagen and preventing – there's there, – not uh, clinical studies, but, yeah. but showing uh, that CBD actually helps these cells that repair our skin. If you take a, if you take a credit card and you, you, know, you smile, frown, smile, frown, smile, frown, okay. smile, frown, you're going to get lines in the credit card. Uh, some, of these, um, some of these studies show that the cells uh, that the topicals can affect really help with the, the connective tissue modeling um, and so I think it's a good idea. Uh, also yeah. good studies on CBD and acne, for example, um, uh, including in humans. Yeah. I, earlier when I was chuckling about, uh, the edible portion, it wasn't, I was, I was chuckling because you have a lot of, uh, and I'm glad that's why I was asking you is edible, both an edible, like a cookie brownie, as well as, as a tincture, because, you yes. know, we have a lot of uh, patients that have called us um, senior citizens. They'll, they'll go down there and get a beautiful little brownie bite or a chocolate chip cookie. They're like, how could this thing be so powerful? And they eat it. Oh, it's delicious. Let's eat another one. Oh, uh, that's, and that again is where I have caught. And also with CBD products, it can, in the daytime, it can make you overly sleepy. Now at night, that might be what you want, but that yeah. is certainly not what most of us want in the daytime. And, uh, I have a friend who calls them uh, uh, C CBD zombies, it's people who've had too much CBD and they just seem a little bit, CB too much CBD orally can make you very sleepy. And, you um, know, and, and, and I do that, that's what I do for night, nighttime, the, every the night. Main, shake. The main go ahead. No, go on, sorry. Oh, the main downside of tinctures is a lot of people don't like the taste. Now that can be worked with depending on the product. Some tinctures come, the liquid has alcohol in it. Uh, some tinctures, it will have a, a sweeter uh, glycerin type of a product in it. Some products will have oils like a coconut oil or an olive oil. Bet, yeah, so the taste of a product is also a very important consideration for any edible. And the other thing that a tincture can do is a lot of the times the dropper will uh, be scored so that you can give yourself 0.5 milliliters or 0 
So if you want to um, adequately measure your dose, a liquid gives you an advantage versus a brownie that's this big that has 30 milligrams of CBD and I cut it in four, I'm not really, one side is a little bigger. So I like that aspect of tinctures. Um, but again, uh, the taste is not favorable for some. Uh, if you want to do it that way, you can continue to search for uh, good tasting products. There are, they are out there. They are there, you know, and, and I'm, I'm okay with the taste. I, I prefer mine in MCT oil, which is the coconut oil. I like um, that. Some I medical like professionals have said, hey, get your favorite mm -hmm. yogurt, honey, so, brownie, and put the actual tincture on there and take it that way if, 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 if it's a, a taste and, issue. And, and John, the studies show that when you eat, uh, do an, an edible with a high lipid, high fat meal, yeah. you get four to five times the absorption. So I really think if you want to save money on the products, yeah. use, introduce it to your physiology with the most optimal way that you can. Uh, and in a lipid form, I think is good. Uh, I know there are lots of, um, uh, lots of folks that are talking about nanotechnology, et cetera. I think theoretically that can be, uh, it works with pharmaceutical drugs, but I have not seen any specific plasma studies on humans checking uh, blood levels, but a lot of those products are more expensive. They'll argue, oh, uh, but you get better absorption and then there aren't studies for that. So A, I'd like to see studies, but B, if you're worried about affordability, you can actually do that process yourself by taking it with a high fat meal and our, when we drink something in a, or eat something and it goes into the digestive tract, it then gets transferred into the small intestine where we have digestive enzymes that do the same thing that a nanoparticle will do is they emulsify the product. So we have natural emulsifiers, uh, but I think that um, taking it consistently with a high lipid or a high fat meal uh, is a good way to go. So. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so much stuff out there with, you know, like nanotechnology and um, what's the other one? Uh, single molecule. Um, isolates. Isolates, excuse me. You know, and you talked about whole plant and, you know, bringing everything together, whole plant with the entourage effect. Um, you know, you know, you need all those pieces. Are, do you feel the same way about that? Um, well, you do. Um, there's no doubt about it. And CBD as an isolate is not as uh, beneficial as CBD in a whole plant. Yeah. That doesn't mean there's no use for CBD isolates. I think they can be good additives or even any cannabinoid uh, isolates like a CBG isolate can be a good additive, but you want to be adding it to a whole plant mixture with the cannabinoids and with the terpenes. Um, one of the other areas of synergy uh, in, is involved with absorption and a lot of terpenes um, have been shown to enhance absorption <laughs> in non-cannabis studies. Uh, myrcene is one, M-Y-R-C-E-N-E, -E, and linalool, yeah. uh, which comes from lavender, uh, can uh, in non-cannabis studies enhance uh, absorption and delivery. Um, but synergistically, we know for a fact uh, that uh, taking uh, with an MCT oil, for example, medium chain triglyceride, like a coconut uh, oil yeah. extract, can enhance uh, absorption uh, and save you money. And can it save you? Um, two things. One, um, 
terpenes. So for our listeners, if you have don't know what terpene, linalool, myrcene, or a couple of pinene, uh, these are like essential oils. But we've all we're all familiar with what a terpene is. You know, when you stop and smell the roses, the, the scent that the rose puts off, and that's a heal. That's also healing. You know, uh, we yes. have essential oils nowadays. Where the calming with, like you said, with the linalool. But you know, when I smell roses, it brings me back to my childhood with my grandmother. And my mom, you know. And roses are wonderful for grief. The, the, the rose yep. scent is very good emotionally for grief. Uh, we have uh, animal studies um, on citrus uh, terpenes where you can take a bunch of rats uh, in, a, um, in a cage and you measure, you, you film them and you can measure their movements. And when you add a little bit of lemon to the air, their activity levels increase. Terpenes have the ability to affect physiology at very, very low levels of concentration. Um, so they can be phenomenal uh, in terms of helping with health. Now, why is it that these random molecules do that? Well, you look at why does the plant make these terpenes? And it's usually to affect the physiology of an organism. Uh, some plants will put the fragrances in the flowers to attract insects. Some uh, will put fragrances that repel. Uh, um, uh, some of them are anti-herbivory compounds, so they make their leaves not taste very good, so insects don't want to eat them or herbivores don't want to eat them. Tobacco, for example, the reason tobacco uses nicotine is, I don't know about your experience, but my first experience in seventh grade and my buddy had a cigar and he's like let's go out back and have a cigar and all of a sudden what am i doing i'm vomiting on the sidewalk why why because of the nicotine the nicotine is put into the tobacco plant so that if a horse or a, a grazing animal comes by and grabs a taste of that it's literally designed to make them not want to eat that again. And sure enough, even though both of my parents were bad models and smoked cigarettes, because of that experience, I wanted nothing to do with uh, tobacco. So these plants are making molecules specifically to influence physiology. It's part of the defense mechanism of plants. They can't run away, so they have to use a deterrence uh, and so they literally manufacture molecules that work on the physiology of other organisms. It's funny. Yes, seventh grade, you know, I was a baseball player and I remember putting chewing tobacco and I was the same thing. I turned white, my mouth filled up with saliva and then turned white and then everything else came like, okay, like the horse, I won't be doing that again. And now, and, and in our nervous system, we have an entire receptor system that is, that is uh, known as the nicotinic receptors based on nicotine. How do we know we had them? Well, a scientist said, let's study this molecule and see what it does in the body. And the nicotinic receptors came up. The ECS is the same way. People study THC, the molecule that gets us high, and they found these receptors in this entire receptor system. So in that way, these plants can be our teachers because for millions and millions of years, they have been interacting with the physiology of other organisms with specific goals in mind. Um, caffeine is another great example uh, of that. Um, yeah. In the flowers, uh, the coffee will put a little caffeine in the flowers that attracts the bees. 
So yeah, it, it, I love I love your visualization. You know, like the horses, I'm you know, I'm a quick learner in some things and not not quick on the others. The other ones are like, don't do that. And what do you do? You keep on human nature. Go back, go back, go back. So um, uh, endocannabinoid system and cannabinoids. Can you balance your endocannabinoid system with just one cannabinoid, say with THC or just with CBD, or do you need the combination? I, I, my feeling is uh, on the THC side, there is a, a single molecule patented pharmaceutical medication called Marinol. Yeah. Patients tend to really dislike it. Um, even the high, if you talk about a marijuana high, folks will say, oh, the music was groovy, et cetera, et cetera. This single molecule literally, I've never tried it, but patients will describe it as putting them into an altered world of extreme boredom. It's not interesting, but all of a sudden you add these other components to it and it changes the entire flavor. I think you could maybe make an argument on the CBD side that that might be helpful for overall balancing across a lot of boards, but really, what helps the balance is a balanced product. Uh, um, and part of that is bouquet, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the scent of the product. So uh, it's hard in many markets, uh, but I always recommend the ability to smell or no. taste your products. Yeah, that, that, there's some studies showing that they're finding higher success with patients that have a certain ailment and they say they'll have all the products that are there. Oh, this one smells great. Then go with that one. Go, go with that one. The, no, the nose knows. Um, I think that uh, especially for mood oriented and especially folks who are on the recreational side with <laughs> flower, um, smell your flower and, and, and the, these fragrances can give us an amazing amount of information. Look at wine tasters, sommeliers, they can taste the wine and not only tell you that this is a Pinot, but that it's from, you know, 2006. And they can also tell you where, so they can tell you what kind of wine it is, what year, and what soil it was grown soil, in. So exactly, yeah. literally pick yeah. the location that it was grown in, all based on these uh, chemicals. Um, and the French have a saying, in order to make great wine, the grapes must suffer. Hot days, cold nights, and they put out the flavonoids and terpenes and other molecules that contribute uh, to the overall flavor and bouquet of the wine. Same is true with cannabis. Yeah, it's, it's uh, my brother's in the wine business. He's down in, in Santa Barbara, so he's been doing that for 20 something years. And I always use the analogy because, you know, patients, consumers come to us and say, I don't want to get high. I want the medical part of the cannabis plant, not the recreational part. And so can you share the, the true, and I always say, well, it's like going wine tasting. You can have a sip of wine, be perfectly fine. Drink three bottles, you know, it, you're going to feel that and it's probably not going to be too comfortable. And same thing with cannabis, uh, with THC. You can have small amounts, two milligrams, five milligrams and have success. You know, you go up 100 milligrams, I think it's just way too much for the body. So can you share your thought process on um, the difference between when patients come to you and say, oh, I don't want to get high. I want the yes. medical portion of yes. cannabis and not the recreation. Um, well, I'll, I'll play both sides because it works both ways. Medicine is not easy, but okay. um, if you are in pain and in a lot of pain, you know this and your family members know this is you're not always yourself. You're not always yourself. 
So the pain has created an altered state to begin with, where you're not yourself. So I think that people are afraid to become not themselves and legitimately so. But if you're in pain, you're not yourself or you may not be acting like yourself. We all have been there. Most of us have been there. We, we know that. Uh, there's a beautiful study. Um, I believe it's the uh, journal Pain Research called um, Restored Self, a Phenomenologic Study of Pain Relief in Cannabis, where basically what this study is showing on the psychologic level when I get my cannabis dose right, I say something along the lines of, I feel like myself again, or I've gotten myself back, or I've gotten my mojo back, I've got my shine back, that kind of a thing. So the alteration can alter you from not normal to normal in one case. Uh, if on the other hand, somebody has too much THC for uh, their given proclivity, that can make you not be yourself. Um, I find that the, the main molecule for that is THC when people take it, uh, when, they are, um, when they take too much THC, it can be a bad experience for some folks. So when utilizing THC, I always recommend that they start with a very low dose. Um, but, uh, another, is that called, uh, hyper, hyperemesis? Hyperemesis syndrome. That is hyperemesis. Emesis means vomiting. Hyper means high level. Something called cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. Yep. It's usually, uh, and I've spoken with a lot of, uh, emergency department doctors about this. It's usually young men in their 20s, mid twenties and thirties that have been uh, um, consuming an inordinately large, huge amount of THC in the form of vapes, concentrates, or concentrated edibles. And this syndrome makes you throw up all the time. And the keynote, if you're a clinician, the keynote, meaning the thing that you know that that's it, is they'll report that, yeah, I'm, I'm nauseous all the time, but when I take a hot shower, I feel better. Or if I take a hot bath, I feel better. And then I get out of the shower and the vomiting happens again. Mm. Um, that is a, a, a keynote of cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. And the treatment for it is to eliminate the cause of the disturbance, which is in this case, the huge amounts of cannabis that are being consumed. Um, and so a lot of the times I see this as maybe an issue of abuse as opposed to therapy gone wrong. Have you ever, um, I've seen this happen with patients before where they've consumed too much and they're given uh, a CBD vaporizer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're having too much of something, you're like, really, you want me to take that some more? That can be helpful. You, you can take the THC but because remember that balancing is happening, right? So, so you can use CBD either prior to the THC ingestion or after the THC ingestion to do that. And I would also argue that if, that if you are having a bad experience with cannabis, to take advantage of the terpene called beta-caryophylline, which is in high amounts in lemon balm and other plants, but one particular plant that has a lot of it is black pepper, black peppercorns. And I'll have patients take a black peppercorn, put it between their teeth and bite down and it is a pretty quick regulator of that negative process. Also citrus-based terpenes, and so citrus-oriented smells and pine-oriented smells 
can assist assist. I had, um, and you can definitely have too much CBD, or sorry, you can definitely have too much THC, even with a CBD product that is acting as a buffer, you can still have too much, but these are things that can mitigate or reduce um, the risk of that. So, so, and again, the main areas that I teach or educate uh, either patients um, uh, or my clients is how to handle side effects from THC is really, and, and the short answer is use less, use, use a lot less. Um, and um, I, we don't do this so much anymore, but medical cannabis has become much less about inhalation. And it used to like 15 years ago, pretty much all you could purchase at the dispensaries was flour and maybe a few tinctures and a little butter. Uh, now we have all of these other products. So uh, we don't really have to worry. I just tell my patients, no need for you to smoke anything. Um, that's not how it's done anymore. Yeah. So. You, uh, you mentioned how much. So can you share how much or how, how little? I know everyone's different. So what would you share with our audience today? Well, well the, uh, bring, bring your body back to, uh, to uh, uh, or I guess feeding your endocannabinoid system, bringing it back to balance. I, I think the best way to feed your endocannabinoid mm. system is with healthy lipids. So good fats in your diet are going to help your body make its own endocannabinoid molecules. But if you need more support, um, uh, most folks tolerate CBD very well. Uh, so some folks will start at 10 milligrams. Some folks will start at 15. Um, anywhere from 10 uh, to 25, I think you're safe uh, across the board. Realize that the higher your dose gets doesn't necessarily mean that it will work better and it could make you more sleepy. So anywhere from 10 to 25. On THC, if you are an absolute beginner, um, 2.5 milligrams is a good place to start and never as a newbie, never, ever, ever go over 10 milligrams your first time. Wait till the next day. The biggest mistake people make is I ate, uh, I did an edible an hour, hour and a half ago. I'm feeling a little bit of an effect. I want more and then redosing it. Uh, the edible products will creep up on you and um, you should not be redosing within at least a two hour window or you can easily have too much. If you have too much of an edible and it makes you feel not comfortable. It does. It's not going to make you sick. It's not going to make you die. It's not going to be toxic, but you may not have a very good time. Most people will feel like, oh, I can't, I can't think about, I can't think about certain things because the, the thought process is, is interrupted and they don't like that. With an edible, you have to wait. Uh, with, an with an inhaled product, you only have to wait 30 minutes unless it is a concentrate, in which case I say wait an hour, an hour and a half. But with an edible, if you have too much, it's literally could be until the next day where you are coming through. And I have had uh, patients on extreme high doses have effects lasting 24 to 36 hours. Again, no harm uh, uh, from a toxicology point of view. Um, but certainly not feeling good in your brain and in your mind from too much THC. And, and that's when I was chuckling earlier because I've had that before and it's an uncomfortable feeling. And you it's can't not, get back. There's no way back. Black pepper, uh, CBD can be helpful. 
pines, citruses, and I always tell patients, put one of your old favorite movies on that you've watched 15 or 20 times so you don't have to follow the plot line exactly and just do your best and then sleep it off. Sleep one, it off and that's- One that's, thing is for sure yeah. is it will, it will make you wanna sleep at some point um, and, and don't be afraid to just, you know. And that's the other thing is if you've done an edible and you find in the morning that alarm's going off and you're hitting that snooze a bunch of times, you may have had too much. We wanna use the least amount possible to get that effective uh, dose. For pain, um, rarely, but most of the time you don't need much more than five milligrams of THC. And a lot of the times two and a half is plenty along with some of the uh, CBD and other whole plant-based products. Um, and again, 10-ish um, on the CBD up to 25. Um, so those are good, yeah. good guidelines. And as you mentioned earlier, you know, it helps keep the cost down. You know, more is not always better and, and it, it's yep. not covered by insurance as well. And I want to do uh, just as a disclaimer to protect you as, as well as me. You know, this is not to replace a one-on-one -on -one with your medical professional. Um, if you'd like to have a medical professional consult, do you do those, Dr. Felice? I will do uh, cannabis coaching. I do not do uh, authorization forms anymore. I've done gotcha. Them, um, I'm no longer doing those. Gotcha. So, um, you know, but, but and, uh, honestly, I feel that until it is an FDA approved medication, it can put clinicians at risk. Um, yeah. So you, whoever the doctors are that are writing their, their special people uh, because they are um, putting their necks out for you guys a little bit. Yeah. So I think that that's a, a good thing. Good. good. So I just wanted to share that. So the informational purpose is only here too. Um, question always comes up, not only about how much do I take, but when will I feel this? When will I feel my body get back to balance? And um, is that a, I know it's not a one size fits all. What works for me might be quicker than what might work for you. Well, you talk about that? I, I think in terms of, uh, I think that in terms of sleep, uh, a lot of the times we have a sleep debt. So just because we have one or two nights of good sleep, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are caught up in your sleep. So for sleep, um, I think it can take a long time uh, to catch up. Um, for pain, uh, it depends on the cause of the pain. Is the cause inflammatory? Uh, are there structural changes in the joints or in the, uh, the bones or the muscles? Um, those can take a longer period of time, but you can certainly get a quick uh, and rapid relief. Um, for anxiety, anxiety is caused for any number of different reasons. Uh, if you're not addressing the underlying issue, it's going to come back, but it can help for a, a certain period of time. Um, I think that balance is a dynamic process, that cannabinoids, the terpenes, even some of the flavonoid molecules are part of what we put together. Um, and it's about doing little things for yourself. I always tell patients, learn what you know. So many times we know how, like I, I know that my neck bugs me when I sit at this computer screen. So until that changes, um, you could be not really addressing the root cause. So, so the, the short answer is it, assists, it can assist balance very rapidly. Um, but true balance is always dynamic and it is between our inner, uh, our inner world and our outer world. The outer world is constantly changing 
and the inner world is constantly changing. So this is why I, I think the plan is a great teacher, not in terms of some anthropomorphic, like happy birthday to Mary Jane, any kind of a thing, but that it can teach me how is my body doing today? How, 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 how did I wake up this morning? Did I have too much? How am I feeling today? And we really should be checking in with ourselves on a, at least a few times a day. How am I doing? Have I had enough food? Um, am I hydrating well? And these, these, so the plant can really teach us about what we can do uh, to maintain that, that sense yeah. of balance. It's not a magic uh, pill that's going to no, make everything right. better, but it is a kind of a synergistic thing that can hit a lot of points at one time. Um, and for many folks, you, you'll notice it quickly. You, you don't, it's not going yeah. to take uh, weeks and weeks for you to figure out if this is effective for you. So you know, when you say true balance, you know, I, 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 I'm also the first to say cannabis is not, you know, the golden pill, the golden ticket. And I think it, you know, uh, you talked about the three pillars. I like adding five pillars and, you know, get, getting outside with nature, picking up, pick it, picking up another hobby, you know, for a lot of the elderly with, with brain Absolutely. issues, um, do crossword puzzles. You know, there's a, right. I think there is a nunnery up in the hills of, in Europe somewhere and they have the, like a zero population of dementia and Parkinson's because these old Catholic nuns are constantly doing all their crossword puzzles. Puzzles, puzzles, all kinds of intellectual games. uh, Picking up a a musical instrument. Playing playing a musical instrument is phenomenal for the nervous system. So much of the nervous system is involved. And when you play music, you're not only are producing sound, but if you're playing with others, you're listening as well. So, so, and again, music, we know that singing affects the endocannabinoid system. Um, but the thing, the, the thing that I would like to say, just to answer your question again, is that the cannabis can teach us about the dynamic nature of this homeostatic balancing system. Uh, and it can give us some tools to monitor ourselves. Um, and help us deal with a very uh, difficult changing outer world that happens to all of us from time to time. Everybody has good days. Everybody has bad days. And noticing what makes my days good and what makes my days not so good. You know, and it can be like a domino effect. You're talking about sleep and anxiety, depression. and, And, you know, when we're losing out on sleep, we've all experienced it. You're sluggish the next day. You drink coffee just You're to irritable. wake yep. up, or you eat, you know, uh, you know, a donut or something. Then like you're now your guts off, your body's off. You're not sleeping, and it's a domino effect of your anxiety coming up, your depression coming. You know, um, so one sometimes of, you can just nail one. One of our most important aspects of our internal, or sorry, of the external environment, the environment that is outside of the body. Many of us think of as inside the body, and I mean the gut flora, the healthy gut flora. And biologically speaking, uh, from the mouth through uh, the anus, we are a giant donut. So our food literally, technically, is outward donut, big, long uh, tube. The food is outside of us, technically. So these gut flora, which we know have dramatic effects on the gut-brain axis, immune activity, inflammation i'm sorry about that I... that my mom <laughs> <laughs> we'll, let that, we'll let that we'll let that go um uh 
the, the, the gut bacteria are also positively influenced by cannabinoids. So it really is, it really does give us a tool to manage, it's a tool uh, to manage these multiple features that, because yeah. uh, being human is complex. It's a complex it, thing. It is, and let's go right into receptors, you know, CB1, CB2 receptors. And how, how did this work with the CB1, CB1 receptor, CB2 re receptor of the brain as well as the body? Well, um, that's a deep topic. One of the okay. most important ways that the CB1 and CB2 works for pain and seizures is something called retrograde inhibition. I won't go into the, the elaborate details of it, but usually when I teach an audience, I, say th I ask the audience the question, what makes a car work well? And some people will say, oh, the tires and, you know, what makes a car work? Some people will say, oh, the, the, the steering wheel, um, the engine, um, what makes, a, you know, and hardly anyone ever says brakes. Hardly anyone ever mentions that brakes are necessary. Well, our nervous system, um, there's a famous physiologic saying that 70% of our nervous system exists to slow the other 30% down. The the only thing that we know of that's, that, that um, uh, will slow down neurotransmission in the opposite way that it goes is the endocannabinoid system. So it, it is in many ways the brakes of our nervous system. So if you have a seizure disorder, that is a hyperactive event. The brakes can be put on, it can slow them down. Pain signals are unidirectional. They go one way. So uh, retrograde transmission will go the opposite way and can help turn down the pain signal. So that's one very profound way, and it is the only it is the only neurotransmitter system in all of science that goes the opposite way. So it is a it, it enables the it enables the network to have a much more robust response. Um, we also have hyperactivity in our culture. Uh, anxiety is a, a type of a hyperactivity where I can't slow my thoughts down. I can't slow my thinking down. I'm sitting in bed. I can't stop. Uh, I can't stop these racing thoughts. Um, it can help uh, alleviate the hyperactivity of the nervous system. Now that's going to have a downside for some folks. If you overdo it or you use too much of it, you can slow things down too much. Uh, we all we all have seen that in, in yeah. popular culture. Yep. So, I, I was thinking making your car work better is gasoline. That's a good one. You know, that's a good one. And, bringing and, 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 and positive, you know the right stuff in your body. And oh well, good fuel, good good, good fuel molecules. Yeah, good molecules. Uh, when you're building a house. Uh, for yourself, you want to use the most uh, highest quality ingredients you can because they're going to last longer. Even, even the mortar behind you. Even the mortar. Not yeah. all biologic molecules are created the same, and the the fats that we take in are very important. So if we have a cold water fish versus a corn-fed, um, uh, I won't say the name of it, fast food burger, that fast food burger is going to have a lot more arachidonic acid, which is a pro-inflammatory lipid. The um, omega-3s in the fish are an anti-inflammatory. Uh, so they'll feed both 
the fast food burger and the, the, uh, the uh, Pacific wild salmon are going to feed into the same physiologic pathway that helps us reduce inflammation, but one of those molecules is going to be better, the fish, the healthy one. The other one, it can actually be pro-inflammatory. So the standard American diet, we get a lot of pro-inflammatory ingredients in it. Um, and uh, excess sugar uh, can also create conditions uh, where there's free radical damage um, and create scenarios that are less than ideal for us. It's funny you say that, you know, uh, last weekend I had two back-to-back -back birthday parties and I had two back-to-back -back delicious cakes, <laughs> but I felt it the next morning. I felt it in my joints. I felt, my, you know, pain. I'm like, God, I never is, have pain. This is I what I mean about that awareness, paying attention yeah. to how things, and, and some things aren't crystal clear, but some of them are. Keeping yeah. the journal can be very helpful for that. Um, I know I'm the same way. I love, I love my, I love my sweet treats. Yeah. Um, uh, I notice personally uh, with those and, and especially with wheat oriented snacks um, because at, at, at my age, I'm still above averagely active um, and boy, uh, what, what used to be a gentle activity on the weekend can now be pain inducing. So um, I get, we, as, we, as we get those aches and pains, we can use those as feedback for yeah. how we're doing in general. Yeah, well, good. Um, well, Jake, I appreciate your knowledge, first off, a great educator too, um, on uh, you know, getting the message out and for, for me to understand and me to follow, but I'm certain our, our followers uh, also feel that way. Can you talk about your company, Cannabis Matrix Consulting, and what you do? Yes, um, you can um, go to CannabisMatrix.com or Google me at DrJakeFelice.com. Uh, I help individuals make good cannabis decisions through education. I help cannabis uh, companies make good decisions based on what they should be educating their marketplace. Because if you own a cannabis company or are an executive and you know your product is good, the uh, marketplace may not have enough information to evaluate that. So we can work on marketing messaging and then also on the production side, how to make a good cannabis product, uh, especially utilizing synergy with cannabinoids, uh, terpenes, flavonoids, uh, and other plant-based molecules. Um, you can all visit my website uh, at those addresses that I mentioned. And really for me, I think that what I am about is teaching folks that this plant world, this world of plants and botanicals has something to offer us as modern humans uh, that is not only uh, scientifically valid and health promoting, um, but also can be deeply re personally rewarding um, uh, to develop uh, these types of abilities to care for ourselves um, and connect us with the planet. Yeah, well, well said. I think educating yourself, as you mentioned, um, seeing if cannabis is right for you. It's not for everybody, but it, but we've seen yes. a lot of uh, studies. There are a lot of studies coming out. It's been used as a plant as a medicine for thousands and thousands of years. Um, you know, and you're not going to find a less toxic medication uh, than cannabis. So, just in terms of of the toxicity, the downside of cannabis biologically, 
uh, compared to other, uh, other uh, especially pharmaceutical oriented uh, products uh, is very, very good. You know, before our call today, I was on the phone with a patient from uh, Texas and she was, we've worked with her over the years and her uh, breast cancer uh, came back. And so she lives in Texas, so she can use the CBD products. So she <clears throat> wants help with nausea and, and pain and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So she asked her doctors about that, and they said, "No, you live here in Texas." And I said, "You know, you should do. You should ask them to write you not my first choice, but ask me to write you a prescription for Marinol for that for uh, nausea and uh, and pain." And she goes, "You know, I did, but they told me it doesn't work." And I said, "Then have them." You know, then tell them right to our government, say, hey, this doesn't work. We need to try cannabis. But I think when a patient's going through something like this, let them try it because her, her second option was fentanyl patch, uh, uh, morphine, and high doses of oxy. I think, which just will, yes, it may help, but it's going to wreck the gut. And so you're talking about, you know, the, you cannot find a more natural uh, uh, and, and also the, the, the cannabis will help uh, the morphine work better. It, and it also reduces side effects of withdrawal. Um, and if there's tolerance to the opiates, uh, the, and we know this from clinical studies in humans, if tolerance to the opiates develops, cannabis can help re reverse it. Also, cannabis does not potentiate opiates, meaning it doesn't make you at risk. The opiates put you at risk of your heart stopping or forgetting to breathe. But cannabis with opiates along with them does not add to that risk at all. In fact, we see across the board that medical patients who are on opiates who concomitantly use cannabis reduce their opiate use um, and that saves lives. We are, we are getting to the point where we can really say that now. Good, good. And that's why I think a doctor, a medical professional should be involved, especially when opiates are involved their drug to drug interaction. Absolutely. We don't have good options for long-term pain. Uh, the opiate class, we all know about. The NSAIDs, uh, ibuprofen, Aleve, uh, also have huge problems that are not as popularly talked about. Uh, corticosteroids have huge problems that all, all <clears throat> clinicians worth their salt are aware of. Um, but the long-term options for pain on the medical side are bleak. And yet so many of us have chronic uh, debilitating pain issues. Oh boy. I mean, or we... even, just, even just weekend warrior stuff where it's just overdoing it uh, and feeling sore um, okay. and, and, and stiff the next day. You know, it's tough because pain is such a, uh, a major topic here globally, but here in the U.S. Uh, I work with a lot of uh, pain organizations that, are treated like criminals because um, they take, you know, they, they'll get a, a, a pharmaceutical thing of 30, 30 pills and they take, they need one day, they may need two. And when they go in to refill it, they, now they're on the, on the list saying, Oh, you're abusing it. No, I'm in pain. And so uh, a, a know, new I, person, a new person. And this is, uh, this is, a, I believe a 2016 study who is put on opiates for one week has something like a 30% chance that a year later, they're still going to be using them. So when you put patients on opiates, they stay on opiates. It's yeah. a good business model. It's not a good medical model for long-term, but there is, we have an ethical obligation to treat pain. We do the best we can. Yeah. Um, the problem is, the problem is uh, abuse is, 
a medical issue. It is not necessarily a moral failing. And it is just a certain percentage of people get caught up on this. And cannabis is not a major pain reliever. It's more of a mild pain reliever, but it works so well with the opiates. It works well with the NSAIDs. Decreased gastric irritation from NSAIDs from inhaled cannabis, not even a topical product. So maybe these are things we could talk about in a future visit, John. Yeah, uh, lots, of, lots of good reasons to use uh, cannabis um, for, for various uh, reasons. So we'll, we'll end on that. Um, Dr. Jake Felice, I thank you very much for the education about the endocannabinoid system. We all have an endocannabinoid system. So uh, bring your body back to homeostasis. If you, if, if you um, don't know what it is, do some research, ask your doctor. If your doctor's not familiar about the endocannabinoid system, uh, this might be a great conversation that you can take some little tidbits and bring it back to him or her and say, here, did you know about this, this system that's in our body? Um, and if they don't, direct them to us here at United Patient Group, direct them to Dr. Jake Felice. Um, uh, because again, it's just like the ripple effect, throwing the pebble in the pond and the, and the ripples go out of, of education. And I'm a big fan of getting this information out. Um, it's not for everybody. I totally understand that. It doesn't work for everybody. Um, but I've seen it work and I've seen it not work too. But anyway, um, Jake Felice, I thank you so much as always. Always thank a pleasure. You, thank with you, everybody. And uh, again, this is John Malanke with the United Patients Group. Be informed and, we'll be, and be well. And we'll see you soon as well. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, John Malanka with United Patients Group. Be informed and be well. This segment is brought to you by Aspen Green. Aspen Green is just a handful of USDA, that's right, USDA certified organic hemp and CBD brands. And all of its hemp is grown from the perfect topography and climate found in Colorado. It is a family owned business and is deeply committed to the science of providing only the purest hemp and CBD products for the best results and most beneficial experience. Its mission is to bring the therapeutic value of pure organic hemp and CBD to people who seek supplemental relief through the use of healthy natural products. Aspen Green is free from toxins and runs up to eight different lab tests from bona fide third-party labs throughout its product line. It holds in high regard three foundational principles that guide every aspect of their business, actions, and interactions with their customers, partners, as well as their community. These are quality, integrity, and transparency. These will always remain at the hearts of their efforts to bring their beneficial products to consumers. Check out why purity matters at aspengreen.com and follow them on social channels at aspengreencbd. Use promo code UPGCBD for 20% off. Again, UPGCBD for 20% off at aspengreen.com.